Welcome to the Pointless Void Podcast, where two friends and screenwriters turn a dumb idea into a movie. I am your co-host, Carter Young, with Jack Huckabee. Thank you so much, Carter. You know, when you intro the episodes, you always remember to introduce yourself and always introduce me. I always forget to do that. Every time I intro the episode, <laughs> I just say like where two screenwriters get together and turn a dumb idea into a movie idea. And then I forget to introduce ourselves. And it's like, now nah, let's get into it. <laughs> um, yeah, but good job. Good oh, job thank you. Thank you. Second one in the books. You're better than me. Second, yeah, that was the second one. Yeah. So what is today's movie? What else? I mean, before we get into the movie, what do we want to talk about? I don't know. What is there to talk about? What's funny, we just got off an episode and so... Yeah. I can't really think of any I think major plot points in our lives. <laughs> no, nothing's happened in the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to give out the movie idea and then maybe things will start coming. Yep. Okay, so this is the movie idea we just came up with uh, to make a cheesy spy movie. And we're talking like 007 Mission Impossible. But we're going to make it during the Revolutionary War era. Fascinating. Is when it takes place. So when was the last time you took like a history class? Last semester. So, so it's been six, six months. months, six months. Yeah. I um, am currently in a his American history oh. class. I hate that class so much. Really? Um, Professor Timothy, if you're listening, to be honest, dude, I love you. You're, you're an incredible guy. <laughs> you're, you're, I, I actually do like this man as a person, but he's like 86 years old and it's just impossible to be in a class with him because like he can't hear you speak. Mm. He, um, he is very knowledgeable about history, but he's just not, he's just boring and it's not his fault. He just has a hard time walking and he has a hard time hearing. Yeah. And that's not his fault. It's just the fact that he's 86 years old, but right. I just can't stand his class. Also, I had a really, really great history teacher in high school. Shout out to you, Mr. Map. I hope you're listening. I would actually, I, You've never reached out to me and told me you're listening, but I'd love it if you were listening. But shout out to you, Mr. Map. You made me love history. And because I loved history, I just, it stuck in my brain. Mm -hmm. And so my new college professor is telling me stuff that I already know in a boring way. Yeah. And so it's just unbearable to go to that class. That does sound you pretty. Know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that sounds rough. It's like at least if he was telling me something I'd never heard before, I would be a little bit more interested, but it's like, but you like already know all my this. high school history teacher was a, was a good teacher. And that's why I remember it all. Right. That's rough. You see my high school history teacher, she was awesome. Her name was, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember her name. <laughs> no, I was like, uh, she was followed by her claim to fame was Barack Obama. Her Barack Obama followed her on Twitter. That's actually pretty sick. Yeah. And so that was one of her followers. I mean, Barack Obama can't follow that many people. Mm -hmm. I think, actually, I'm intrigued now because I do think you have Twitter on your phone? I do. I'd never use it. I hate Twitter. But just in case I need to go on it to look for something, I have it. Okay. I have um, an account. I made a Twitter account because of my, not this podcast, but a past podcast, Correct Opinion Zone, which, by the way, is coming back potentially. Um, I made a Twitter for that podcast, but I didn't really use it. Um, so I, I have an account, but I just don't use it. 
So how many followers or how many people is Barack Obama following? Okay. So I will say this. I'll give this to her defense. We looked it up and it was true. But they switched her. Uh, he switched who he's following. And so he is no longer following her on Twitter. Okay. I promise, though, it used to be I, legit. I, I mean, it I, I used believe to be you, legit. But who is, who is he following now? Like 77 people. Literally like a couple. Wow. What if she's still on that list, though? I know. I'm looking. Because <laughs> if I see her name, it'll pop up. Like, I know her name, if that makes sense. I doubt. I have a serious doubt, though. But, like, 77 people and one of them's your high school history teacher would be pretty... That would be pretty Wait, is Barack Obama from Detroit? Uh, No. Barack Obama is from Chicago. Okay. If I I remember correctly. Um, Okay. Never mind. That was his presidential Twitter. Uh, So that's President Obama. And this is just... And then now he has his personal Twitter... Now, his personal Twitter, he is following 580,000 people. Okay. And so there's quite a few people out there that he's following. That's not a lot, though. But it's not a lot. Like, there's for a, a lot of school. Americans. Yeah. There's, like, what, 300 million? So it's like yeah. a small percentage. I don't a know. A very <laughs> small percentage. And one of them is my history teacher. So Good for her. Yeah. She's an amazing woman. She's awesome. Great teacher. I love Barack Obama too, by the way. Why He's could we go so back? funny. Why couldn't we go back to him? Now we're stuck with like freaking geriatric, geriatric Biden. And Biden was good as a VP. Terrible Trump. Because like. <laughs> VPs don't do anything. I know. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, there was this comedy skit and the guy's going off and he goes, listen, I just want to just address something. He goes, does anybody love Joe Biden? And he's like, no. <laughs> Does anybody love Nobody any president? We, I think we literally talked about this last episode, but yeah, no one loves the president. No one. Yeah, no one loves Yo, the but president. I was like a weird fan of like, like I've been a stand of Barack Obama since day one. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've, t- I've told the story maybe to you or maybe I haven't, and but I don't think I've told it on the podcast, but literally in the second grade is when Barack Obama and John McCain were running for president. Uh-huh. And... Um, I don't know why. I guess I've just always been a lib my whole life. I've always been a Republic or a Democrat mm. and I didn't even know it because my parents, my dad now is a Democrat, not to like dox him with his political beliefs, but he used to consider himself a Republican. Yeah. And so did my mom. And so they were voting for John McCain. That's what they told me. And mm. I, but I would always be saying like, that I would vote for Obama and everyone's like, you can't vote. You're like six or I don't know how old second graders <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah. But you're like still though. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't six second graders. I can't remember how old seven. No, aren't first graders seven. Cause first graders are six. Okay. Yeah. I guess kindergartners are five. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So, uh, yeah. And people like, you can't vote. I'm like, Oh, I can't vote for Obama. And I, I want Obama to win. And I was, I just remember all the time being obsessed with Obama for no reason, just not being obsessed with him, but I'm like, I want him to win. Yeah. And then they had, they had like a mock election or not. Yeah. An election for the president like that. Our elementary did. Yeah. Because, because we can't really vote, but it was just kind of a fun thing to teach us about voting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we went into this booth. There were two booths that were set up and we just wrote, like we just did a check Mark on a paper Barack Obama, John McCain, drop it in the slot. And because I wanted Obama to win so bad, I cheated and I checked <laughs> Obama, put it in. I grabbed a second paper, checked Obama, put it in. <laughs> nice. Then 
they came then we waited however much amount of time and the sixth graders who were running this this thing because they were learning about elections mm -hmm. came to each class and were like okay we're going to tell you the results and they said so john mccain he got um some hundred votes barack obama got two votes <laughs> meaning i voted for him only because i really? voted for him twice oh <laughs> So out of the entire elementary school, no one but me voted for Barack <laughs> Obama. And then everyone, like, I felt so bad. I'm like, man, my guy's going to lose. <laughs> and, I, and I remember and I remember my mom, like, I was mm -hmm. sitting in my bed at home. And I remember, like, it was nighttime. And my mom came home. And I it couldn't have been that late mm -hmm. because I probably went to bed at, like, 9 o'clock at that time in my life. But she comes into my bed and is like, so your dad and I are going to the go vote and she's like, I, I just wanted to tell you like, we're not, we can't vote for Obama. Like, I know you really want, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I know you really want Obama to win, but we just politically we're, we are yeah. at the time they were not um, Democrats. And so like, we're, we're going to vote for John McCain. I was like all sad. And I remember I'm like, man, Joel, John McCain's going to be our president. Like, Poor John. This is going to suck. And I remember like he, Finally, like I heard like Obama won and I was like cheering and like everyone was <laughs> you in your small town was like, who voted for Obama? <laughs> How did he win? <laughs> How? Everyone voted for John McCain. Every person that exists in the world voted for John McCain because at the time, like my town was like the whole world. Yeah. Okay. Quick question. Your small town. Do, was it in Idaho? It was. In it's elementary a, it's the same. It was the same place. It's the same place that you live now. Yeah. I moved. I moved there. Like my parents moved there when I was five. Okay. Okay. I was just curious because I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised that a small town in Idaho, all the kids picked. Yeah, well, because all their parents are conservative. Are conservative. Yeah. And so all the kids pick Sean McCain. But no, dude, I've been a lib. I've been a libtard my whole life. There we go. No. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's so funny because like, yeah, I've mm -hmm. always been, always been loving Obama. I had no reason. I think he just, I thought he was cooler than John McCain. John he McCain is cooler old, than John. He is cooler than white, John McCain. This old white bald guy. Barack Obama is like this cool, hot, like black guy. Let's, let's be real. John, like I think out of like the coolest presidents, Barack Obama is one of the coolest ones we've had. Oh, definitely. And I also, like, I also remember specifically mm -hmm. this. I like, Oh, we, I want a black president. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought. Like we've never had one. Like that was part of my reasoning. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. At second grade, seven years old, I didn't even understand what was going on. I had no idea. I didn't I didn't either. I just thought Obama looked cool. And and my parents were never really political anyway. Like, they are now, actually. Well, my parents weren't either. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why they considered themselves Republican, because yeah. they just did what everyone was doing around them. Right. But that now they're like, they've thought about it more, and they're not. Mm -hmm. No, I get you. Or at least my dad is. I don't, to be honest, I don't know what my mom, her political beliefs are, but... Like I know for a fact, my dad does not consider himself Republican. Yeah, because then now he's like not just doing what everyone around him is doing. Right. There's a. Yeah, no, but Barack Obama, he was a he was a funny president. He was he it was a great one. Like he was, you know. I wish you would have followed me back in the day, but he just followed your history teacher. I know, right? What reason? Like what? What reason did she I have? I have no idea. She did something for like the state, and Obama was there, and he followed everyone on Twitter. Fascinating. Like, I think he follows a lot of teachers on Twitter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Kind of like his. Was teachers like a big part of his? That was a weird thing to say. His, but like. Like his campaign. Yeah. Because Michelle was all about like schools. I was going to say, I know Michelle a lot. Like, because this is funny. Nowadays, I was talking to my parents about this. Have you ever seen the first lady do anything? 
I feel like Michelle. See, Michelle also, did so much. Michelle. Brock has the coolest wife out of all the presidents too. In my yeah, opinion, Michelle did a lot. I like Michelle Obama. Like she was on Disney Channel. She was <laughs> like I saw her all over the place, t- telling me to eat healthy and get exercise. Like, yeah, yeah, she was all over. Although I won't lie though, so I loved, I loved Obama. I loved Michelle, but I also loved George W. Bush. I thought he. So my biggest thing with political things is, you know, there's definitely what I think this and this and this, but in the end, I think the biggest one is just like the character of the person you know yeah. what i mean well i like I would bush. rather take someone who i might not agree with him politically but if he is a good character then i would take him well, yeah over. that's why i hate trump yeah i don't right. think he's a good character but like for me like i liked bush because he was my technically when i was born um clinton was president but no memory of that because it was literally for like half wait year. what year were you born 2000 oh he he barely was president so like, i was barely. a month old when 9 11 happened and so I was almost, um, I was literally a week away from turning one years old. Really? So, um, yeah, but so Clinton was technically my first president, but the first president I have memory of is Bush mm. and I liked him because literally my frame of mind at the time is like, Oh, the Republicans are the good guys. The Democrats are the bad guys because you don't have any like frame yeah. of reference. Like all you know is like, <laughs> Oh, my parents say they're Republican. Everyone around me says they're Republican. That must yeah, especially mean, if you're in a that place must mean where it's so consecrated. That right? means the Democrats are not us. means they're the bad guys. Right. And so I'm like, oh, we have a president that's the good guy. And mm-hmm. now I, I disagree with that. But like, anyway, so I liked Bush. And that's why it's weird that I liked Obama. I guess I didn't have concept. You're of, just like, yo, this guy's sick. This guy's <laughs> awesome. Proof that, proof that the Democrats aren't evil. Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> So, so interesting stuff politi- politics oh yes there's a, there's not a lot people don't talk about politics a lot here i mean i know most people's political beliefs yeah just i guess <laughs> yeah you can kind of we live in a very republican place still we do. like yeah <laughs> you didn't grow up detroit's pretty liberal right no is it not yeah, no. Yes, no. I we are more liberal. Like Detroit itself is more liberal. A little bit of outsides are much more Republican. My school was split fifty fifty. Like growing up, like it was. I can see split that split right down the middle between. Um, Trumper, well, Trumper Biden, because that was happening in high school. Um, for me, not Trumper Biden. Trump and uh, Hillary. Hillary was happening like my. What, my sophomore year, my junior year of high school? It was like the thing. Speaking of first ladies, Hillary would have been uh, probably doing stuff, right? I think I think like, so. I wasn't alive, so I actually have no idea. Well, yeah, we weren't alive. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about how first ladies, like, Michelle, you remember, like... I remember, yeah. ...doing stuff. but I'm And I'm sure Hillary was active politically as the first lady. Mm-hmm. And I think Mrs. Bush, I think, as well. And I'm pretty sure a lot of the past ones did. But just, like, modern day. Like, I feel like from Trump... Especially Trump. I have no, I, idea, I have who, no idea who, who the who first is, lady. Yeah, who the heck is Joe Biden married to? Jill? Jill Biden. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is made up. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's real because that seems familiar to me, but like that should be made up. Yeah, well, literally. <laughs> Yo, I met a Jill for the first time. Really? And I like, I was like all excited about, because I'm Jack, obviously Jack yeah, and Jill. Jack and Jill. And so like I told her, I was like, yeah, we're going to get married for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's like one of the first sentences I said to her. <laughs> That's so funny. No, actually, it was really cool. There was a, speaking of with all this, there was a presidential 
Yeah, look at her. What the heck? Exhibit. Holy crap, she's like good looking. I've never seen a picture. Like for her age, for sure. Like being Joe Biden's wife. Like look at this woman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Look at a closer up picture. Everyone, everyone go look it up right now. (laughs) Go look up Jill Biden. Biden. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how old she is, but. Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Let's look up her age. 71. So she's like 60. Okay, yeah, she's a good looking woman. Who? She's also, also, uh, Joe is a carriage napper, whatever you call that. Like he's like. What? Oh wait, Biden's only seventy nine. Yeah, he's only. Like I thought 79. he was like ninety. No, he's only seventy nine. Okay, never mind. I I literally thought he was ninety until I see his. So age right here's here. what I think is funny. Biden is old. That's 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 true. But Trump is seventy six. It's yeah. not like he's that far off. <laughs> Melania, you know what I mean? Okay, Trump is the carriage robber. Melania's fifty two. I was gonna say. Okay, I was look Ivana. Nancy Pelosi is a freaking. Why are we not talking about Nancy Pelosi being old as heck? Who's, who's she's she? eighty two. She's the speaker of the house. The name sounds familiar. Okay, she's eighty. Nancy Pelosi's eighty two. Yes. Nancy. She's Pelosi. a good looking woman for eighty two. Good for her. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea. Who's that? Who's the vice president? Um. Oh, I, Camilla Harris. Camilla Harris. Yeah. That's I, Kamala. 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 I don't like Kamala. See. I have no issue with Kamala Harris, but I just remember in the debates back before the election, mm-hmm. I remember watching the Democratic debates and she was my least favorite. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, now she's vice president. I don't really care because vice president doesn't do anything. Right. But out of the Democrats that I was watching because I was planning to vote, she was the one I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to vote for her. Yeah. I, uh, Although I will say this though, I don't I don't know what she does, but I feel like she has been more in the news than past vice presidents. Like I don't even know who Bush's well, vice she's president the, well, was. She is the first um, woman to be vice president. That's true. That's so probably. that's a big thing. Um, she's also a woman of color. You know what's really cool? Um, Biden actually landed. We were at the White House looking in. You have to stay way back. You know they don't really do personal tours of the White House anymore. Um, unless you get like, you have to call your Senator, get FBI checks like six months in advance. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. But, uh, while we were there looking outside, Biden's helicopter landed right in the front lawn. Okay. And he just walked out. You and saw we're like, whoa, well, you saw Biden. So I didn't see Biden. Oh, my uncle saw Biden. Okay. Yeah. But he took pictures for us and they're like, that's Biden. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that's Joe Biden. Have you seen the. This is a great TikTok. It's this little girl in Gringotts ride at Harry Potter Universal Orlando. And in the line, they have all these old Gringotts goblins. And the little girl's like, Daddy, look, is that Joe Biden? (laughs) (laughs) It's Joe Biden. (laughs) I think Joe Biden's a good looking man. Like he's 79 years old. He's I mean, he's he's killing it for 79, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's riding bikes. He's uh you know he's killing it, but uh, he's president of the United States. That's that's killing it, right? Um, oh shoot, I was gonna say. Oh, I was just gonna say when I went to the White House, Trump was still president. Like he was almost, yeah. he was like on his way out, but he was yeah. still president. I think it was like it, we let we went. Let's see. Let me think. Oh, we went New Year's of um, twenty nineteen. Really? So yeah. So right before COVID. That's pretty cool. It was a it was a good time. Last last ditch party. I remember being in a Times Square 
shoulder to shoulder with a million people, not a million, but a lot of people. And that's like the last time that's happened in a while. Yeah. Without masks and stuff. Mm -hmm. DC, we, there's not many restrictions anymore. Like, and which by the way, just because before, before you say what you're saying, I know that times square is not in Washington, DC. I went to New York and DC. <laughs> just oh so, yeah. No, just I wasn't clarified to the listeners <laughs> that I'm not thinking times square is in Washington, DC. I went both places in the same trip. You're like, I don't remember ever seeing a ball drop though. You're like, <laughs> we, yeah, we were in DC on new year's day, like uh, new year's Eve. And then we literally traveled to New York on new year's day. Oh, very so cool. we didn't see the ball drop. We saw the ball down. The ball was down. The ball was down. It was still, they hadn't taken it down. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, anyway, can cool. say what you were going to say. Oh yeah. No, there was like, no, it's like no restrictions. Everyone was. Yeah. Well, it's pretty much back now. Yeah. Um, say we went at a good time. The vaccine exists if you want to get it. So, right. It's pretty good. <clears throat> it's good. It's good. So, spy movie. Spy movie. What is a... I I have not seen Mission Impossible. You've not seen Mission Impossible? I ha- I've seen the newest James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen Mission Impossible. The only Tom Cruise movie I've seen is Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. Those are really good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> those are the only ones. That's fine. Mission Impossibles are amazing. I think they're such good movies. Um, the second one sucks. But it goes immediately, like, the first one, classic. Second one, terrible movie. <laughs> and then it goes straight into the third being a fabulous, fantastic movie. And then the rest of them have been great. Um, I'm trying to think. Classic, you know, your espionage spy. He receives a mission. He always receives a mission at the beginning, right? It's usually him in hiding, doing something. Someone comes with a mysterious package. He opens it, and it's this huge, and it's like, your mission. And it's like... There was a government ring of corrupt leaders, blah, 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 right? Whatever it is. Um, and then at the end, it's like, do you choose to accept? Do this. And then the message explodes. And then typically he'll get the first part of that mission down. And then you get the cool dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. It's like right next to the inciting action, you get the big boop, boop. And then he does his mission. And usually they'll have one person die. You'll have one of the main characters die. Not the main characters. One, yeah. You'll have one person die. I that's like one thing that I've noticed is like all these like spy movies, one person. That's not the main character. Passes away. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in our revolutionary war, who's gonna be the big like who's gonna be the unknown? entity that's like sending him his missions or her him or her those missions so they had a i was reading work about this they had a chief in espionage whose name was woodhull i believe okay and so he ran the spy rings and then delivered the messages to george washington so real spies yes so they so he was a real spy but we don't need to have like the actual spy ring itself. We could have like, you know, a cool, you know, our version of mission impossible spy. Well, how I envision this mm-hmm. is, I mean, unless we want to make this a serious movie, like about revolutionary war spies, which we can go that route. But if we want to do more of like a comedy, I feel like it's like a guy that's like doing spy work that he thinks is really important, but it's like 
He's just <laughs> like just doing this weird crap like for this weird organization that has really nothing to do with the war. <laughs> but it's like the war is like happening around him. Yeah. So so those are the two routes. Like we could I go like- we could go serious spy movie, like mm-hmm. actual about like real life Events. historical mm-hmm. people, or just like some wacky. I like this wacky. Spy. And so, cause, cause the mission, I mean, the mission impossible movies are cheesy, right? Or are they cool? <laughs> I guess that's your opinion, but that's opinion. I think they're really, the second one and the first one are extremely cheesy. Okay. But the rest of them are very serious. If that makes sense. Okay. Are way more serious. I think. And I think most people would agree. Like the rest of them are like serious movies. But I, I kind of like the cheese though. Like, like we were talking about in a few episodes back, I can't remember which one it was, how like the new Batman, I enjoyed it, but I feel like they take it too seriously. Oh yeah. Like what I like about these older Batman movies is they just were, they just embraced the cheesiness uh-huh. about it. Like they made the penguin the most absurd guy ever. They, I'm pretty sure in one movie, like Batman was surfing in his boxers, like with his mask on, like, yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And yeah. then like the original Joker was so good because he was so like just weird and insane. Mm-hmm. So do you consider, we're talking about the cheesy Batman. Do you consider the dark Knight trilogy to be cheesy Batman or serious Batman? I think that's probably serious Batman. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But like, not you, as serious as the Batman. Like the thing with the new Batman is they made it, they did their best to make it realistic. Meaning like in our world, Technically speaking, this could be real. You know what I mean? Like this is like potentially, you know, his bat cave wasn't even really that cool. Like the thing with like the Christopher Nolan films is he had his cool gadgets that, you know, you knew weren't real, you know, the secret spy, the poison that, you know, did all this. But I feel like in the Batman, like it was very more like realistic. Yeah. It was like that middle ground. Um, that's actually something interesting. I kind of want to talk about when it comes to storytelling unrelated to this particular story, but just like how storytelling is going in general and how films are being made. Mm -hmm. I feel like people are starting to gravitate towards things that are super realistic, very more realism and very, Mm -hmm. and look very real. Yes. And, but I feel like we're losing a little bit of story. So like, for example, um, we've praised John Carpenter on this sh- on this podcast many times. We have. Um, John Carpenter made this movie called The Thing. And it's an incredible movie. At the time, critics like tore it apart. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very successful. It was a critical failure. Yeah. But as the years went on, it became like a cult classic. And now it's past being a cult classic. And it's a legitimate horror classic. Yeah. And in 2011, they remade the movie. And I'm guessing they made it like realism. And they made it realist. Like they made the CGI look more realistic. (laughs) But it's like the movie sucks. Yeah. Like when you look at John Carpenter's movie and you see the gore and you see the creature, every second you're looking at it, you're like, oh, that's a puppet. Right. But it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because the story is good. It does. And, and it looks good. Yeah. But in the back of your mind, you're like, that's a puppet, mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter. Right. Like it doesn't need, like, I don't really need to believe that this parasite is tearing bodies apart. It's a movie. Yeah. There was a, 
another movie that we watched that went with that. Have you seen, um, I, I know you've seen it. We watched it together. Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the part where Johnny Depp dies and like so much blood is coming out where it's like, there's no way all that blood was inside him. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about? But who cares? Like, but who cares? Like that's the movie. Like it's just supposed to, you know. Did I tell you about how they shot that? Yeah, you did. Did uh-huh. I tell I don't I think you said on the podcast. I don't think you said on the podcast though. But uh, if you watch that movie, they only had one opportunity to shoot that mm-hmm. because um, they built a room that could be rotated all of its degrees. And so it's this huge, huge mechanism because you have a whole entire room suspended in the air so that they can turn it upside down. And they, they built it for the scene where the girl is like floating in the air yeah. and is getting all <gasps> chopped up. Is that where they did it? That's what they built it oh. for. But then they're like, we have this room. We should use it for something. Yeah. And so they turned the room upside down and just poured millions of gallons of blood. Mm-hmm. But then once the ground was like filled, they had like lost control of it. And so if you notice like the blood shoots out of the bed and then the next scene, like it's kind of like running across the thing and it's like all the blood's gone. I mean, it's like coated, but like the gallons and gallons of blood is gone. And then like, there's a scene where like the blood is dripping off his bed, like diagonally up towards the corner. <laughs> and it's because they had lost control of the room <laughs> and all the blood was like flowing out of the room uh-huh. into, onto the ground. That's so funny. I love those mistakes that they're just like, just threw it in. So a really cool thing. And I love these, uh, again, about the mistakes mm-hmm. is I love these movies that they did practical effects. Yeah. Then they did it in a cheap way because they just didn't have a budget. Right. Those are the best effects. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need a billion dollars to do some CGI effects. Like I love practical effects. Yeah. No, they're so good. And uh, this example, Jaws. And also the power of editing kind of goes with this. Jaws, what they made, what they meant to make it as was not what the movie came out to be. I don't know if you knew this. Um, it was supposed to kind of be like Jurassic Park in a way. Like you see the monster all the time, right? Like you see it. Like it's not like it's hidden. The thing about Jaws is you don't see the monster for the first like four or five kills. You don't see the shark. Yeah. Like it's all just like them coming down. What happened was that shark, the mechanical shark, was the most useful, useful, useless piece of equipment. It was what Steven Spielberg said. And that thing never worked. And so afterwards, they would never ever get it to work. And so they had the film they had and they made it into this little more of a thriller just by editing it in a different way. I And that's, I feel like it's much better that way. It's that, so much better. Yeah. That's what's scary about a shark is that you can't see it. Right. Like, but that wasn't the original. They wanted to plan. see mm-hmm. someone get eaten by a giant shark. They were going to have it like shown, but the thing is they couldn't get it to work. And so they would have the footage of her swimming something come up close and then they would just drop down and they're gone. Right. Yeah. That's like a classic scene. But part of the reason why they ended up shooting it that way is because the shark wouldn't come up. They couldn't get the mechanical thing to work. So I I love these low budget, like cool. Um, Another thing about nightmare on Elm street that a hand they made, they, they like the, sorry, the, the claws that he wears. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone came up with the idea to have him have knives on his fingers because they're like, well, um, cause like, they're like Michael Myers uses a knife, a kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees uses a, like a meat cleaver and a knife. Like we can't just have him use a knife. Yeah. So like, let's try to come up with something unique. And so they made this, they had the idea for a glove. And this guy made a glove out of bra, like uh, brass and 
like an actual glove. Mm-hmm. And then he put like real blades on it. And the guy who played Freddy Krueger, um, he put on the, he put on the glove for the very first time. And you guys won't be able to see me, the listeners, but he like moved his fingers like that one time, which uh, mm-hmm. how do I explain that? He just like moved his fingers down yeah, in like a kind of a creepy motion. And he sliced his arm open because he forgot that like, Oh, this is like a real blade that can cut my arm. So he just like instantly he hurt himself with that. What? They built the prop and he sliced his arm open within five seconds. I'm surprised they had it sharp. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like most of the times. Well, it had to be sharp because he like cut like a. That's true. Yeah, they do have the scenes where they cut it. Where he cut like through material and stuff. But a lot of times they'll have like separate things, but also going back to the low budget, they don't have enough. Like Lord of the Rings, they had like four different versions of a sword. They had a dull version. They had one that you could hit people with and they had a sharp version mm-hmm. and they had like one other. Yeah. But again, like literally the thing about Nightmare on Elm Street, I watched like a documentary about how they made a lot of these old horror movies. Mm-hmm. They just had no money. Like they were paying yeah. the special effects guy, like literally nothing. There was literally a moment in the movie where like they went to the crew and said, you guys aren't going to be paid for like a month please like just trust us please don't leave the movie yeah and then it became massive and so these like they didn't leave because like a lot of them were struggling anyway yeah like well i don't have a job if i leave so Mm -hmm. at least i'll take a chance on this if i don't get paid i I wouldn't have been being paid anyway yeah and so like literally the guy who wrote the music literally wrote it and they said we can't pay you we'll pay you hopefully later Mm -hmm. and luckily it worked out for him but like so that's such a, they gamble. just didn't that's have, <laughs> they just didn't have the budget to make six mm-hmm. props or whatever. So, right. He cut himself first <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> Cause those are long claws. Like you could easily just slice it. Yeah. And you're done for. <laughs> he chopped off his own fingers in the movie. I mean, that was a special effect obviously, but, <laughs> but in real life he's like, yeah, no, I promise. He's like, yeah, I promise you these things can cut. I, it's weird how they gave Freddie like yellow blood. Yeah. I think it was supposed to like in my mind, like because in in other movies they'll give characters blue blood, green blood, mm-hmm. like just humans. Because if you made it red, the movie would have to be rated R. But yeah. if you make it blue, it doesn't have to be. So I thought that's like what they were doing with his yellow blood. But then you remember, oh yeah, there's a moment where they dump 500 gallons of red blood out of a bed. So it's like they weren't afraid to use red blood. Yeah. So it's just weird that they made his blood yellow because he. It's canon that it's um, yellow, or that it's that he's a human. Which foreshadowing on Halloween? Well, not Halloween, but on the 29th of this month, Carter and I are going to be doing a Pointless Void episode where we write the origin story to Freddy Krueger. Yep, yep. So we already have that in the plans. So get excited for that. That's just a little bit of foreshadowing. But that it's just weird that he has yellow blood because he was canonized as a human by mm-hmm. the mom in that movie right well it's yellow yeah no i have no idea or was it, it was kind of like a neon green i don't know it was just kind of crazy. well also it was a dream of hers so it, that's it's a what confusing I movie is like oh that movie's so confusing the ending still gets me i have been looking up countless things for that ending but i don't know because nancy's the girl right yeah she's alive because she's in the third movie i know the movie makes no sense. So the ending. It's actually a I, bad movie. Now that you like the ending is so bad for that movie. The ending ruined it for me. I, the movie was going great for the whole time, the whole time. And then the ending, I'm like literally the last second. She's like, I'm not afraid of you. He disappears. And then like 
everything's good. Everyone he killed in the movie is back. Mm-hmm. Like, it made no sense. Yeah, but like the rest of them are like in the manga strike through. So was that her dream? That's what I'm going with. In my mind, that's what makes sense to me is this is the mom's dream of her getting killed. And, and also it we didn't really yeah. have anything. And then we haven't seen the other Nightmare on Elm Streets either. So no. they might clarify. Maybe we've only seen the first I've, one. Okay, so my research says that they don't. Okay. And that it's just, just like, it's just <laughs> literally it's just the ending. And like, there's no clarification. Let's come up with our, means. let's come up with our canon for this because actually we should do this on Halloween. Let's do this, we'll do on, this on Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Cause I have my idea. Foreshadowing that we're getting you guys excited for this next episode coming on oh, the yeah. 29th. It'll be great. Spy the movie. Spies. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the spies. Back to the spies. Where should we have it? I think we should almost have a female spy. What are your thoughts? Um, for the time period, that would be unlikely, but so one of the fine. so it's really cool in Washington Spy Wing. One of them was a woman. Okay, and her spy. Good for her. No one knows who her name was. She was known as Agent Three Five Five. That's cool. Actually, there are the thing is there's always women that come out of the like even through mm-hmm. the the patriarchy that we've had established throughout history. Yeah, there's always been these women that have come out. We have like Joan of Arc. We have. Mm-hmm. Lots of these women yeah. that have like kind of overcome that patriarchy. And it's crazy. It's actually most, and especially in the past, they were mainly used as one of the best spies because no one would assume that a woman's a spy. That a exactly. woman's a spy. And so during the Confederacy, during the Civil War, the Confederacy used a lot of women as spies and they would just come up and no one would ask what they're doing. They were just, you know, bada bing, bada boom, come up, get information, just like walk back. Like, and yeah, there was nothing. Yeah. And for like cheesy spiness, you know, I'm thinking almost like a Scarlet Black Widow-esque. Uh-huh. Also, of. I'd love to have Scarlett Johansson in the movie. We would love to have Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Scarlett, please text us. Yep. Um, if you're down to play another spy character. <laughs> <laughs> was Natasha Romanoff a... Oh, yeah, I guess she was a spy. Because she was a Black Widow. But then what was she? Who was she working for? S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. She went from Black Widow to Shield. She went from a uh, Widow to Shield. Okay. And she was a spy. You'll it'll make a lot more sense in Civil War. Uh, I'm sorry, not Civil War. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is a spy movie, practically. Okay. So good. I'll have to. I see. I think I have seen parts of it, or maybe all of it, but not yeah. all at the same time. No, I got gotcha. you. And it's been a long time. Right. Mm, all mm. right. Um. See, I really love this idea of a revolutionary spy. I just have no ideas coming to me of, yeah. of what this is going to be like. The only thing I can think of that I think would be cool, are we thinking like a, a civilian spy or like a trained, you know, cool, like being able to fight spy, if that makes sense? Um, Like a James Bond character? Because I'm also... I think she's an... I think for the sake of comedy, I think she's a knows nothing. She knows nothing. I like it. She knows nothing, but she like thinks she's like the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I love that. Like just a very un- incompetent. Mm-hmm. And because I want to do that, I, not that this needs to be done. Like we don't need to clarify that we're like trying to do some woke thing, but like, I do want to clarify in some way that she's not incompetent because she's a woman. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's incompetent because she's like, she's just incompetent. Yeah. Like 
I don't know how we're going to clarify that. And maybe we don't have to, because it annoys me when like, like for example, the new she Hulk show, mm-hmm. I think is just knocking it over your head that, Oh, this is a woman. This is a woman that is powerful. And like, I, that sounded weird when I said that, but like, if you've seen she Hulk, you know what I'm talking about? Like a movie that did it perfect. And we talk about top gun Maverick all the time is like Phoenix and top gun Maverick is so super powerful, Mm -hmm. a super talented, a super skilled pilot who happens to be a woman. Yeah. Like you never talk about like how that movie never brings up that. And a Hispanic woman too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, and there were lots of people of color in that movie. And when you watch that movie, you didn't like think like, oh, these people are in this movie for representation. You're like, oh, these people are in this movie because they're, they're the best pilots. pilots. Yeah, it's just. And so that's the kind of movie that, or that's the kind of story that I like is we're having people represented, but we're not like telling the people. That's why they're in there. It's just because. Because I think that's a lot of the problem with the new phase four of Marvel right now. Yeah. Is that every character is a woman, which is not a problem. But mm-hmm. like they're like not earning their merit. Yeah. Like Tony Stark, he's not a good hero just out of nowhere. He's a good hero because he he, er- he mm-hmm. earned he was an arrogant guy. He earned his likability. But then like these other these new characters are just getting thrown are in. just yeah. made to be super powerful. And it's like you saying, Oh, because women are powerful. It's like, yeah, women are powerful, but like that doesn't mean they don't have to earn it. Right. Like, um, like Tony, like in like the Hawkeye show, that show is not about Hawkeye. Hawkeye is like this incompetent sidekick. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh huh. It's like, why are you having to dumb down the men to make the women look powerful? Just make them powerful. But in this case, our woman is incompetent. Did you not like Hawkeye? (laughs) Um, I, it was fine. Like I actually like the new character because I really liked Hawkeye. I, I like thought it was. <laughs> I like the new character, but I feel like it's like Hawkeye was an established character. Like, why are you dumbing him down to make the girl look good? Just make the girl look good. Yeah. Do you feel like they dumbed him down? Hawkeye is a uh, Hawkeye is on the edge of being an exception, but like She Hulk yeah. is like egregiously bad. Yeah. Like no, they, that's true. They that's made true. Hulk look like an idiot so that she could look co- cool, but it's like. Why would you do that? <laughs> just right. be, just be powerful. Just be cool. Yeah. No, just be that. powerful. <laughs> but in our case, our woman is very incompetent. We're not going to explain it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just the way it is. Um, what's your profession? What does she work at? There's, how does she get into this? How does she get roped into all of this? Um, I don't know. So that's what I was saying. Is there like some secret society? Is there like a known secret society of the time? Freemasons. Yeah, the Freemasons. What is the Freemasons? I it's have like no idea. It's like a society idea. of like men. It was, yeah. Um, let's let's do some research on the Freemasons. I know some. Uh, of course, everyone knows what they know from Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Uh, National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> George Washington was a major Freemason. I actually went to visit his uh, the Freemason temple dedicated to George Washington. Most of the founding fathers were actually members of it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's dying just because nowadays it's really easy to find community. Yeah. Um, like you can find people that have similar interests to you and you can meet people across the world from you. But at the time, like you had your, your, your wife, really, that's, yeah. who, that's the only person you really saw. That's yeah. And so there. being able to have a society that you can meet with other men and just, 
I don't know, just have a group of people. It was really popular. So that was part of it. Um, I don't know what I where I was going with that sentence, but because uh, I'm trying to read about Freemasons. Freemasons are a fraternal organization that trace their origins to local guilds, 13th century. Okay, they consist of two main groups, regular Freemasons and continental Freemasons. This is interesting. <laughs> are you reading about it a little bit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. So this is a medieval this started as a medieval thing? That's what I have read. You're also sending chats to the group? I am. <laughs> I she did just send that. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh the origins. Fraternal. So it's kind of like a frat. Fraternal organization known as Freemasonry it covers three phases. To lead more virtuous and did call socially it fraternal. oriented lives. Um when did they start? First signs of Freemasonry. It's also this thing where you have to where you have to get um nominated by like two different people. Yeah. You can't just join. I actually tried to join once for a podcast because I wanted to because we used to because Correct Opinion Zone was a podcast about people's beliefs, and so I wanted to like go to a Freemason meeting so I could talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't get in. Oh really? Yeah. The oldest fraternal organization in the world. Yeah, during Middle Ages. So let, so that's an option. And they're like known as being builders. Like that's their thing is like creation. They're builders. They establish, you know, these societies both physically and like not not emotionally, not mentally. Socially, I guess, you know. Okay, so I just looked up secret societies in Amer- in early American history. Um, we have the the Improvement Benevolent, the Order of the Elks. Interesting. The Catholic Church forbids members from being Freemasons. Interesting. Inspired Americans' first political third party, the Anti Masonic Party. The Grand Orange Lodge. Wait, does that say Orange? Yeah, Orange Lodge. The Independent Order of Odd Fellows. Most of these are men, like organizations that only men were allowed to join. Yeah, this is what it's still a boys' club mostly. <laughs> what it, this is on the history.com. Dude, being a woman, actually, just being a human back in the past would have sucked. Dude, this is life. Life was way harder. Oh, yeah. But like, especially for women, because like they were just. They didn't have any, any way to escape. Right. They couldn't, they literally weren't allowed to go to bars and stuff and drink. Like, not that that's a necessarily a healthy outlet, but mm-hmm. it is something. Um, they didn't go to work. They couldn't even go to work to, for an outlet. They were just at home. Like, how sad. Right. Not that, like, if you can find happiness being in your home, like, that's your choice. But, like, being forced to. Yeah. It's sad to me. And oh, I'm definitely. so glad that we're not like that anymore. Right. That's true. We're definitely blessed to be living. <laughs> blessed, lucky, whatever you call it, to be living in where we yeah. are now. 
yeah, fortunate to mm-hmm. have a time period. And yeah. there's still I mean, work, we, there's still work to be done. Right. I was gonna but say, it's just so much better than it used to be. There'll always be problems, you know, going. Yeah. There'll always be things we can work on, but we're at a good we're a good time period. Um faint, so are you ready for this actually? Yeah. A list of Freemasons in history, Ben Franklin. George Washington, of course, Winston Churchill, FDR. Okay. Mozart. Yep. Mark Twain. Was a Freemason. Good for Mark Twain, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Wozniak is a Freemason. That's kind of weird. <laughs> good for it's good for Steve. Way you know, to go, Steve. I feel bad for Steve Wozniak. He's like the inventor of the like modern computer or the like uh household computer and he's like only worth like a hundred million dollars which you might be like he's worth a hundred million dollars oh poor him but like the people but that took over his yeah. company mm-hmm. are worth billions of dollars right and so it's like man you feel bad for the man because it's like they kind of just told took his his stuff they did like that's just the funny thing is a lot of people are like you know steve jobs is he created Apple. He did. He, he was did. the business. He was the business, but he, he was the business. He was not the AI. He was not the Tony Stark of like the inventing the technology. He wasn't. Yeah. You he know, was, he was the business mind, not the technology mind. Yeah. Like Steve and Steve were partners. They needed each other, mm-hmm. but like Steve Wozniak had the, neither of each other were more necessary, right? They both were necessary for the company to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but Steve ended up being way more successful than the other one. <laughs> yeah. Cause of his, I mean, marketing and being able to get it out huge. But at least he's a Freemason. But at least he's a Freemason. Oh, there he goes. He, at least he has somewhere to turn to. <laughs> the Masonic Lodge. There's actually a Freemason temple in Detroit. There's a Freemason temple quite a few places. Oh, yeah. There's um a there was one in literally like I was talking about how I was in Washington D.C. Was this this episode? Yeah, that was this episode. Mm-hmm. We were talking about me in Washington D.C. The the draw the Times Square in Washington D.C. Was no, that I'm, this episode? <laughs> I think it was. I don't know. We recorded two episodes back to back. Um, but <laughs> but I, in New, on New Year's Eve, I was in Washington D.C. But we all, we actually weren't in Washington D.C. We went to a town called alexandria mm, yeah and there was like a little bit of a kind of a party type thing going on for like a for families and like a lot of it took place at the freemason temple in alexandria i actually went to there uh-huh. that was the george washington uh freemason memorial was oh. at that temple in alexandria okay yeah i actually mm. remember that but you did go to the that temple mm. um it's very cool yeah there's they a do, super small one in my hometown Really? I mean, I guess you wouldn't consider it a Freemason temple. Would it be a, a lodge? Freemason lodge, probably. Mm. That's cool, though. I just don't know why societies like that really need to exist. Yeah. It's just like a club, I guess. You know what I mean? Just a club that just excludes, people like- just excludes women and <laughs> non-binary people. Yep. No. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Whew. Back to spy movies. <laughs> spy. And so let's see. Or we can make up our own society. I just was curious what real societies were at the time that would be giving her her missions. Mm-hmm. 
What's our character's name? Angela. Angela? I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe Martha. I'm curious. What's a... Let's look up pop. So what year is the Revolutionary War? Seven, Started okay. in 76. Let's 1776. see. Women's names in... in Colonial names for 1770s. Alice. Elizabeth, of course. Eleanor. Charlotte. Amelia. A lot of these names are coming back. Yeah, Penelope. Edith, that's kind of cute. Um, Lucy. Yes. Guinevere. Phoebe, actually. I like Phoebe. Phoebe's kind of cute. I like Phoebe. Adelaide, Clementine, Maybell, Elizabeth, classic. Phoebe's Greek, nice. Mabel, I know a Mabel. I like the name Mabel, actually. Mabel's pretty nice. You don't meet a lot of Mabels. I, I do know a girl named Mabel, mm -hmm. um, and then I know Mabel Pines from uh, Gravity Falls. Oh, have you never seen Gravity Falls? You should watch it. It's a good show. I've heard it's really good. It's even it's it's. I mean, it is a kid show, obviously, but it's it's good even at our age. I think I've heard it was like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Good. It's it's. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I would say that just because it is able to be enjoyed by an adult. Adult. Mm -hmm. But it's meant for, but it was, like, marketed at kids, I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I get that. Um, After the last airbender, I wish, I wish the movies were good because they could have been great. So but. they're doing, and it's funny because it's, M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan, yeah, great Shyamalan, director. Who made, like, one of the worst movies in history, like, known for, like... <laughs> he just didn't understand what... He just didn't understand what made that show good. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, back to the realism, he tried to make it more realistic. Yeah. Which, it sucked. Animation is cool. People think that live action is better than animation, but they're wrong. It's not. You know what completely the movie that changed my mind completely about that. Cause I used to think that I used to think not for everything, but for action films, I was like, I would never want to see an action film in animation. Like they're terrible. Have you seen any anime? Cause that's all they are. <laughs> no, I've never seen any anime. I was, you see, I was never a big fan of anime. Neither was I. Um, I still, and then really I saw Spider-Man into the spider verse and I was like, exactly. actually, never mind. Animation is cause you can't do stuff like you, you can't do that live action. And yeah. it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can't remember what I was talking about. But but yeah, M. Night Shyamalan just didn't understand the things that made that show good. Like part of what made the characters um, likable mm -hmm. was their childlike. Like they were childlike, but they also had to deal with very adult things. Yeah. Like genocide, like all this stuff. Right. And that that's what made him likable but he was also like he was you could still tell oh this is just a 12 year old kid right but in the movie he made the character way too serious also the actor wasn't good yeah which you know he's he wasn't a very old actor but they could have there's there's good child actors you could have found a good actor right right but um and yeah it just he didn't understand mm -hmm. he just didn't understand his medium right or he didn't understand that story 
and he ruined it. So he didn't ruin it. This the original is still yeah, well beloved, but they're uh, the you original it, creators. No, I haven't. I need to. Um, I need to get back to it. It's been a while since I watched it. Um, the original creators, though, I heard, are coming back to do a live action TV series. Um, you're way behind, brother. They they've they're off now. <laughs> they, they it was being told that they were going to come back for the live action series like years ago and it's been like a year since they are no longer part of it <laughs> you're like way behind i'm so off yeah no i have no idea but they are but the original creators have created a thing called avatar studios which mm-hmm. is making more series and movies oh cool so they're going to be expanding the universe. The, the original care, the original creators. Yeah. So hopefully the live action remake on Netflix is going to be good, but right. Maybe it won't. We'll see. We will have to see. What can you do? But I just hate when they say like, Oh, let's make it for adults, which means uh, that that means it's not animated because animation is for kids. Animation is not for kids. Animation is a f- art form. Mm-hmm. Rick and Morty. No. <laughs> yeah, you literally they Rick have. And Morty? I have. Season six is coming out. They have a new episode come out every Sunday, and it's it's been a fun ride. It's so good. I just love. Huh. Sorry about. I just love Rick's humor. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, the guy cracks me up. How he talks, like just his mannerisms, I think are so funny. Yeah. It's more, just like his matter of factness. Like he's like so like direct. Yeah. He, he all the time, <laughs> anytime he brings up God, like he's just yeah. so like adamant that like God is fake. Like, or like family relationships. Like he's just like this, like he's also pretty like, uh, he doesn't really care that much about his family. Mm-hmm. Cause he, I don't know if you've gotten this far in the series, but he'll say things like, I don't really need you guys. Like there's like a million of you out there. Yeah. Which is kind of dark, but like, <laughs> that's the thing is he's so dark, but he's just so like matter of fact, but he's like, I have the best Morty. The last episode I left on was the council of Rick's. Okay. And the first season he did all that. And then there was like all these other Morty's and the Morty's go with Rick's because the Morty stupidity helps Oh, cloak Rick. So you saw the very first Evil Morty episode. Yes. Yeah, I, I did. I did see the very first one. Yep. Where he like where he like put his like took off his eye patch, eye patch and, and it finds out that it's, you know, he was controlling. Um that'll come back around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Season 4 ends like a big mm, thing with that. Yeah, which I'm not going to spoil, but And then I just got to the next episode. Or no, no, where, season 5 ends like that, not season 4. Oh, okay where the uh, the parents leave, and so they get the house, and Rick and the sister, I think Hannah is her name? Um, Summer. Summer, that's right. Summer, throw a party, and they're like, Rick, how many people did you invite? Like, people? And he's like, four. And then, like, this whole alien ship comes out with, like, <laughs> 50, like, blobs, and he's like, goo blobs, my guy! <laughs> yeah, I love that episode. He's so funny. And uh, Adolf Winkler. Yeah, Adolf Winkler. <laughs> I combined... And you know, Hitler and Abraham Lincoln together. <laughs> yeah, because it's like the the uh, like the good parts of Hitler, which is the ability to lead mass amounts of people, but then the good heartedness of Abraham Lincoln. Uh-huh. It's kind of an idea that might work, but yeah, right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's a great show. And yep, there's a lot to come for you. Because what season are you on? First. I'm still in the first one. Oh, yeah. They, they, they A lot changes, too. The characters do change. Mm-hmm. Um, re, re, uh, what am I? I'm trying to think of the name of the game. What is happening to my mind? Rick? Rick. I'm like, <laughs> what is his name? Rat. Let. <laughs> like his name is not Rat. Um, yeah, Rick. Uh, he he gets to a point where you can tell, like, yeah, he kind of doesn't care about his family, but he also does. Yeah, he yeah. Um, I can kind of see that now. Like he doesn't, but at the same time, especially especially Morty. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I love the daughters. Like we never hang out, or they get swole just to beat up the. <laughs> <laughs> that was season one. Wow. Yeah, the curse guy. And so Rick makes a company that takes away those curses and puts it to like actual good use. And he's like, I'm telling you science, science. <laughs> yeah. You could tell we don't love it. I, when we don't have good ideas for our movie, cause we end up just talking about other stuff. Yep. <laughs> cause that's what, that's what happened this episode. Um, oh, that's about the end of the episode though. Um, I don't hate the idea. I think we could come back to it maybe, but just for now, I'm just having a hard time thinking thinking of of, things to go with it. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that's the reason why we do these, right? We throw it into the, just throw our, throw it in and see if it sticks. Cause some stuff I don't think will stick. Yeah. Stick really hard Mm -hmm. and other things that seem like a really good idea. They just don't end up working out. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe we'll think of this later in, but if someone else wants to take the idea, you can't, it belongs to us. Pointless Void Productions. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, go ahead and try to write something, which I still, like, that's actually real. Like, if you, if you want to take an idea. But we do own a lot of these ideas because we came up with them. So, yeah. <laughs> write for it, then come to us. <laughs> come to us and pay us, please. Thank and you. then we'll all three work together. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, that's the end of the episode for today. Check out our other podcasts on the Pointless Void Productions Network. Um, Decolonize Your Mind will be coming out next week, hopefully. Um, and um, Correct Opinion Zone is potentially coming back. Pixie Dusters podcast is... Um, fine if you're a disney adult (laughs) (laughs) roasting my own podcast that i host or that i that i produce it's for disney uh, fans it's for strict for very disney Disney lovers and then marvel groupies um is back so go check that out also that one is for marvel fans (laughs) yes for marvel fans and fans of just carter and i's voice because because we have great voices if you don't get enough of our voice in this podcast you can go listen to it talking over a woman Callie. <laughs> see, the problem with see, I love Callie and I love talking to Callie, but she's just not as um outspoken as us two are. So it just sounds like so it gets us just out like of, yeah. talking and Back she's and also there. And what's funny is she knows everything. <laughs> like she, she's she the smartest the Marvel person I know. Yeah. It's great. Well, okay. Let's hop back into the void. <laughs>